Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. To the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are, wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Thursday. And you absolutely should be because opening day is here. The 2023 season is officially beginning with the Braves being one of two games Kicking off the 2023 season as they take on the Washington Nationals at 105 Eastern, 1205 Central. Of course, you can find all the latest and best Braves content when it comes to the Battery Power Podcast Network, uh, Battery Power, you know, the Battery Power Podcast, obviously the Daily Hammer, the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Washington. And that's where we find ourselves now as the Braves will start the 2023 season against the Washington Nationals. And before we get into breaking down the game one, the first game of the 2023 season, which will feature veteran Southpaws Max Reed and Patrick Corbin. Want to look at a few of the big storylines coming out of spring training into the 2023 season. And really for this Washington series and this, you know, initial road trip for the Braves. Of course, the major storylines that, that you're really focused on where, you know, you continue to see, you know, what will be not necessarily the biggest question marks, I guess, but just what what areas of the roster, what areas, you know, of the Braves' approach to start the season will kind of figure themselves out as time goes on. Well, one of the biggest storylines for the Braves coming into the start of the 2023 season is the fact where are we with the the staff, the rotation, the bullpen. I think that that's definitely something that will figure itself out. Now, we do have an idea of how things will look at least for the first week or so of the season. Max Reed getting the start on opening day, Spencer Strider taking the mound in the second game of the season on Saturday, and then following that will be Jared Schuster, Charlie Morton, and then Dylan Dodd. And then after that, how might it look? You know, you're going to be able to work through Spencer or uh, Max Fried and Spencer Strider once again. But as we work our way, you know, through early April into the middle of the month, could we start to see some, you know, more notable names be available for the Braves, such as Kyle Wright, Michael Soroka, perhaps Ian Anderson. You know, and by that time, will Rysel Iglesias be back? to put back in the bullpen. So I think that definitely after you get past these first two initial games, and you get to game three, where Jared Schuster is slated to make his Major League debut, 
how will the pitching staff really look by then? How will the you know hierarchy of the bullpen? How will that be utilized you know over the first few games against Washington? So watching the pitching staff and watching some names that may not have been expected to fill roles for the Braves to start the season really see how they're going to perform in those roles and hopefully the Braves will get you know some good stable pitching to start the season. But of course the other big storyline for the Braves in spring training is just how awesome the offense looked and we're not talking about you know the several times that we discussed how good some of the Braves options at you know positions of question like left field and DH how good they looked but even the Braves regulars Matt Olson was absolutely phenomenal in spring training Ronald Acuna Jr. had success Austin Riley had success Michael Harris Ozzie Albies the Braves offense overall was clicking early and clicking often when it came to their performances in spring training. And that's really what is going to need to be, I feel, the true identity of this team, at least early on, as the pitching staff continues to figure itself out and until you get some more notable names to where they can be a regular part of the pitching staff. The Braves just simply need to do whatever it takes for their offense to shine through, for their offense to be featured and be the reason why this team can win games. And that's especially the case when on paper they're facing a team that day in and day out against the Nationals that the Braves should be able to put together enough runs to get some wins in the series. And hopefully a series sweep. But even with the offense being as good as it is, there's still a few questions. How will the left field position and the DH position ultimately work itself out? Eddie Rosario certainly seems to be the guy in left field as, as he was hitting very well towards the end of spring training. But will he be, for instance, today, will he be in the lineup against the Southpaw? Perhaps that's the case. But if not, how will the Braves, you know, feature their ability to platoon the, both the left both the left field and DH positions. Could we potentially see Marcelo Zuna in left field? And could the Braves start both of their catchers with Travis Darno, for instance, at DH and Sean Murphy at the catcher position against right-handers? Will it potentially be Eddie Rosario out in left field and Marcelo Zuna at the DH position? It's going to be interesting to see, and I don't think that you're going to necessarily see a, a true regular routine. That's just based off whether the Braves are facing a left-hander or a right-hander. I think the Braves are going to play matchups. They're going to utilize the fact that they have, you know, while not necessarily clear or just, you know, obviously great options in left field or at DH, I think that early on you're going to see many different combinations for the Braves based off what makes the most sense in that day's matchup to really figure out how the left field and DH positions in the lineup are going to look. And then finally, when it comes to the Braves offense, it's the lineup itself. How might that look to start the season? It really seems as if the Braves are embracing the idea of moving Matt Olson out of the cleanup position and putting him in the second spot in the lineup. The Braves did tinker with that a bit last year. And it's hard to argue against that point. If you look at this Braves lineup, I think that it's fair to say that Ronald Acuna Jr., Matt Olson, and Austin Riley, all three of those players could be among the 15 best options to finish in the top 15 in, in, in the MVP race as the season goes along. So it's hard to argue against the point of featuring those your three best hitters at the top of your order with Acuna Jr. leading off, 
Matt Olson batting second, Austin Riley batting third. But then after that, how might your lineup look? How might, you know, you line up, you know, a Michael Harris the second, Ozzie Albies, your, you know, two catchers, if they're both playing in Sean Murphy and Travis Darno. We've seen Marcelo Zuna frequently in the cleanup spot when the Braves have been starting a lot of their regulars. Will, will Eddie Rosario be at the bottom of the order or potentially batting, you know, higher in the sixth spot? I think the Braves also, while we talk about potentially them using different combinations in left field and at DH, based off who they're playing that day, I think we also could see some lineup tinkering at the start of the season for Brian Snooker to really find the lineup that he likes and then move on from there. Personally, as I mentioned before, I think it probably makes sense to put Acuna in the leadoff spot, Riley in the third spot, Olsen in that fourth spot, and then put Michael Harris the second in the second spot against right-handers and Ozzie Albies uh, in the second spot in the lineup against left-handers because you get a bit of the speed element up there to support Acuna to take advantage of the new stolen base, you know, bigger stolen bases, new stolen base rules that could allow for you to utilize your speed more. To me, that probably makes sense as well, but it does seem the Braves could look at many different options when it comes to their lineup. So a fluid situation when it comes to the offense, not necessarily because of concern, but just that the Braves really want to find the right combination that can allow for their offense to continue to perform at a high level coming out of spring training, especially with the fact that the Braves are likely going to want their offense to be the reason why they're winning plenty of games as their pitching staff continues to really fall into place in more notable names were to come into the fold in early to mid-August. But of course, we can speculate, talk about it all we want to. In just a few hours, we'll find out exactly what the opening day lineup will look like. And for the Braves, that will be facing a familiar foe in Patrick Corbin, who the Braves have had plenty of success against in recent years. So the Braves are set to take on the Nationals in three over the next four days in the starting series, in the opening series of 2023. And all three games will be featured in the afternoon, you know, as the Braves, you know, start off today, obviously, on opening day. They'll have Friday off. Today's game will be at 105 Eastern, 1205 Central. Saturday's game will actually be at 405 Eastern, 305 Central. And then Sunday's game will be at 135 Eastern, 1235 Central. So plenty of early action, early day action for the Braves to start the season. And, and for Atlanta, the pitching matchups definitely look to be in their favor, at least through the first two games of this series is it'll be Max Freed on the mound against for the Braves against Patrick Corbin of the Nationals today on Saturday. Spencer Strider will be making his season debut against Josiah Gray. And then on Sunday, it'll be Jared Schuster slated to make his Major League debut against Mackenzie Gore of the Nationals. So the Braves definitely appear to have the upper hand when it comes to the pitching matchups in this series. But as for opening day, it really is going to be a matchup between two South Pauls that you know, we're familiar with. The Nationals are going to be familiar with Max Reed. Well, obviously, uh, the Braves have faced Patrick Corbin many times over the past few years. And for the Braves themselves, you know, the hope is, is that they get this first win under their belt on opening day because it's not something that's happened frequently 
over the past several years, even last year when the Braves faced off against the Cincinnati Reds. You know, the hope was, we know, especially with it being at home, the Braves can get off to a fast start with a favorable schedule to start the season. But unfortunately, they dropped their opening game and Freed struggled. This will be the third straight Opening day nod for Max Reed, but he's had, you know, a, a bit of success, but also a bit of struggle. For instance, last year, gave up five runs over five and two-thirds innings, took the loss against Cincinnati, so he's had two opening day starts, has had some mixed success overall, but the Braves have lost both games he started. They're hoping to, you know, reverse that trend and get a much-needed win today. Last year, Freed had some decent success against the Nationals as over 18 innings via three starts. Max Freed had a 4.50 ERA, but the underlying numbers suggested he was a bit unlucky as he had a 1.72 FIP and a 3.20 XFIP against the Nationals. So this is a lineup that Max Freed should have some success against. Yes, there are a few notable names in the um, Nationals lineup that could give Freed a bit of trouble, but he should overall be able to limit this offense enough to where the Braves should be able to get some offense going early to where they can give Freed a lead to work with to really establish you know, their ability to win this opening day game. Because as I mentioned, the Braves are going to be facing a familiar foal and Patrick Corbin on opening day. And several factors really do favor the Braves' offense. Number one, they've been one of the best offenses against left-handed pitching in the majors now for years as this young core has continued to mature. Patrick Corbin himself, ever since he signed that huge contract a few years ago, he's actually been one of the more disappointing starters in the majors, you know, since that contract was signed, and he's got two years and $60 million left on that contract. He just definitely has not paid off. Though, obviously, he was a big part of the 2019 World Series run for the Nationals. Ever since then, it certainly has not been a beneficial contract for the Washington Nationals. Now, of course, Patrick Corbin taking the start in Game 1. The hope was potentially for Washington was that Steven Strasburg could be in line to start, but of course, more injury issues for Strasburg. You have to wonder at this point really where Strasburg's career is headed. So it looks like Patrick Corbin is going to get the ball for the Braves. But as mentioned, the Braves against left-handed pitching over the past few years, there's been very good results. The Braves against Patrick Corbin himself also has been very good results as well as last year over 14 and one-thirds innings. Patrick Corbin gave up 15 earned runs and 27 hits. The Braves had nothing but success against Patrick Corbin. So on paper, everything certainly seems to favor the Braves. But of course, as we know last year, when the Braves were facing off against the Cincinnati Reds, it seemed like that was going to be the case as well. The big key for the Braves offensively is to get the job done early. That's going to be a big key in this afternoon's game. If Acuna and Olsen and Riley can really find some success early, that should be able to give Freed what he needs to settle in and get work done, hopefully put together five to six innings and allow for the Braves to get an early lean, to early lead to maintain throughout the matchup. So again, in this, in this opening series of 2023, what really seems to stand out as a way for the Braves to get the job done is to get leads early, 
rely on their offense in a matchup where their offense truly is, significantly is the better overall offensive unit, get leads early, allow for their pitchers to work through the order two or three times, their starters to work through the Nationals order two or three times, and then give the ball to their bullpen, where even without Iglesias, it's still a very deep bullpen, and hopefully the Braves will be able to get either a series win or hopefully a series sweep to get 2003 started off on the right foot. But that starts off today with opening day. Who knows? Maybe we could get you know a first inning home run from Ronald Acuna Jr. or we could get a deep ball from a, a Matt Olson or Austin Riley as the game goes on. Regardless of what happens, it's a lot of fun to have Braves baseball back. And I will echo uh, Demetrius Bell, who's a great columnist for BatteryPower.com. This season, it's just, I think it's going to be a bit easier to really hone in on just having fun watching this Braves team compete. Because you had the Braves win the World Series in 2021. Last year, this team, despite the fact that it was dealing with injuries to some of its most dynamic offensive talents, it still was able to win 100 games because you had... Michael Harris II and Spencer Strider come into the fold and make unexpected high impacts. This team is so talented, so deep. It has so many ways that it can win. And the great thing about it is, is that this core remains so young that it's going to be competitive for pennants and World Series titles for years to come. Obviously, there's high expectations. There's a bit of nervousness. There's going to be a competitive division all year long. But there just seems to be a bit easier time, especially if the Braves pitching staff can, you know, benefit from good health and get some of these names back with the higher ceilings in the pitching rotation. There just seems to be a bit easier opportunity to have fun enjoying this season. Of course, the Braves, the big thing for them, the big thing for them that will really allow 2023 to feel a bit easier to start off with, I think, for Braves fans in terms of expectations and not worrying, what have you, is just simply playing the best baseball that they can. Playing baseball, especially the offense, to the level that it can and hopefully getting off to a better start than it has. If you recall, you know, early, you know, a few hammers ago, I talked about the fact that the Braves, through the first 50 games of each of the 2019, 2021, and 2022 season. When you combine the first 50 games from each of those three seasons, the Braves' record is two games under 500. Again, what's really been a trend for this Braves team is that for the first two months of the season, they've struggled, they, they've had a hard time really finding offensive success, the pitching has, has been up and down. It's just been a lot of inconsistent baseball over the, over the first two months of each of the past three full seasons. And then when the Braves finally hit around Memorial Day, then at that point, they take off. This time around, I think the hope, especially with how well the offense is playing, the hope is, is that the Braves are going to be able to find a way to really get off to a successful start. And that starts today by simply the Braves offense playing to its ability, getting an early lead, letting Max Reed work, and then trusting the bullpen to come in and get the job done. And again, like I say, since the Braves have not won their opening day game since 2018, 
probably a little bit of extra motivation to get that opening day victory. And of course, we're going to have you covered here on the Battery Power Podcast Network through the Daily Hammer, the podcast to be named later, and the Battery Power Podcast. You can find all that great content at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, and free on all podcast platforms wherever you choose to listen. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSCC on Twitter. Go Braves! Hopefully the next time we talk, we'll have seen the Braves get a huge opening day victory. Until then, enjoy the opening day of baseball, one of the most exciting days of the calendar for baseball fans. Enjoy it. Go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer.